0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, November 7th, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. Democrats have taken the U.S. House, while Republicans will maintain control of the Senate. What does that mean for trade, spending, and other big issues going forward? Cato's senior fellow Michael Tanner discusses the new landscape in Congress, but he also says many of the more encouraging results of Election Day were at the state level. We spoke this morning. Democrats didn't quite have the night that they hoped for, um, but there is some hope for libertarians in the fact that there is now a divided Congress. What does that mean or what what traditionally has that meant for things like spending taxes and uh, other changes that the government might like to make?
1: Well, I think this was a good night for checks and balances in the sense that Democrats now control one House of Congress. We have divided government. Democrats will, of course, control now investigatory powers and subpoena powers, uh, which means there's a chance to hold the Trump administration accountable for some of the corruption and mismanagement that we have seen. You're going to see a lot of committee hearings, a lot of investigations, uh, sort of full-time employment for the Trump lawyers. Uh, But it's also unlikely to result in anything big in terms of legislation. Uh, Even before the Republicans expanded their control of the Senate, Uh, The Senate was the place where the House sent legislation to die, and uh, there's nothing to suggest that there's going to be anything big passing the House that's going to manage to make it through the Senate now.
0: So are we to expect uh, Republicans, at least uh, House Republicans, to begin caring about things like spending and uh, entitlements? it's funny how that works but
1: uh, when your party's not in power you suddenly rediscover that you're concerned about balanced budgets and overspending uh and then when you have uh, control of congress you uh, you forget all that so yes i would expect to hear republicans again talking about big spending democrats and how there's a need to uh, to cut back uh deal with the federal debt uh there's only one thing getting in the way of that of course which is president trump who has shown no inclination Uh, To deal with the debt at all. In fact, it's one of the biggest spending precedents
0: uh, we've had in some time. What about positive reform, like criminal justice reform or some other changes that have bipartisan support uh, and may appeal to Congress's Uh, wish to appear to be doing something.
1: Well, criminal justice reform is something that does have bipartisan support. Uh, We certainly can expect to see it pushed in the House, and it has support in the White House, where Jared Kushner has been an advocate and where the president has seemed sympathetic. It does have barriers in the Senate, and uh, we'll have to see if it can get through. Tom Cotton and others have blocked it in the past. There's been some jurisdictional disputes uh, with Chuck Grassley that have gotten in the way, Uh, but perhaps uh, that could be one of the lone bright spots that we see coming out of Congress in the next year.
0: One of the key components so far in the Trump administration, at least as a selling point for Republicans, has been uh, regulatory reform. How does that change with a narrow uh, lead for Democrats in the House?
1: We're not likely to see any big changes. Uh, the House will certainly act as a bit of a check on Trump uh, efforts to deregulate. Uh, but a lot of what he has done has been through executive orders, and we can expect that that will continue regardless of, of how Congress shakes out.
0: Scott Linsicum of the Cato Institute has recently pointed to evidence that, uh, at least for now, Democrats are big time free traders and uh, Republicans have long held themselves out to be the party of free trade, should we expect that some of these authorities that have been granted to the president over many, many decades to regulate trade almost unilaterally uh, will change?
1: Well, trade is something that really splits both parties. You are seeing Democrats, particularly some in the the farm states or in areas that have been hit hard by the tariffs Uh, raising this as an issue. Republicans uh, are worried about the impact economically and in farm districts uh, in particular. Uh, On the other hand, the new Senate is apt to be even Trumpier than the old Senate. Uh, There's a lot of uh, folks who were elected this time around who have signed on to much of the Trump agenda, so uh, I'm not encouraged. I think one of the untold stories uh, in this election was what went on at the state level, particularly with state referendums. There is an area where we saw criminal justice reform. Two major criminal justice reform bills passed in Florida, including one that will restore uh, felon voting rights that's going to affect roughly 40% of the African-American population in that state. We saw Louisiana uh, eliminate uh, non-unanimous juries a uh, leftover from the Jim Crow era. We saw marijuana uh, legalization pass in Michigan and medical marijuana in Utah and Missouri. So I, I think we are seeing steps in the right direction uh, at the state level, as well as a number of measures that cap taxes in those states, And uh, and uh, opened and opened up uh, some channels for more market oriented reforms
0: in a number of areas. It is disappointing, I think, for a lot of Democrats and many libertarians that uh, this was not as big of a message election directly to the president as a as a response from uh, uh, the, you know, just the rhetoric that comes out of the White House. Um, What do you think? The Democrats had just one job in this
1: election, which was not to be too crazy, and they couldn't pull it off. Uh, Essentially, they swept the House on uh, the suburban revulsion towards President Trump. Uh, Those suburban areas of of moderate uh, Republicans turned to the Democrats. But in a lot of the red state areas, the Democratic candidates were out of touch with with the electorate. When you have... Uh, Beto O'Rourke in Texas running on gun control and single-payer health care and I'm going to impeach the president. Uh, that's not uh, a recipe for winning in those type of, of reddish states.
0: Michael Tanner is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute and author of the forthcoming Cato book, The Inclusive Economy. You can rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.